Thank you for joining the Capital Church Podcast. We believe that Jesus is for you and that through these expressions of our community, you will find hope, healing, and belonging. To learn more, join us live every week online and visit our website at capitalchurch.co or send us an email at info at Every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. How many of you say that's a good thing? That's a good thing. So if you have today... Don't worry, we're going to pray at the end too. If you have not yet given your life to Jesus, this is your day. Amen. And I just encourage you, go right to the waters of baptism. Amen. I love what the text says. Peter said, repent and be baptized, every single one of you. And it says the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit will come on you. And you will receive power to be my witnesses. Isn't that incredible? Even Jesus himself was baptized. And it says that when he was baptized and came up out of the water, the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit, spirit like a dove came and it ascended on him and remained on him. I think there's something powerful that happens in the waters of baptism and you will receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So nudge your neighbor, say, if, if you have never been baptized, I'll go up with you later today. Amen. Amen. So today we're going to, I'm just going to prayerfully kind of talk through a few things that the Holy Spirit has been speaking to me and to my husband. And if that's okay, we're just going to give room at the end for people to respond. Amen. Amen. So I'm not going to be too long up here today, um, but I just want to kind of share our heart a little bit. So the text says, let me read it one more time and I'm going to read it this time in the message. I love this. Psalm 51. It says, soak me in your laundry and I will come out clean. Scrub me and I will have a snow white life. Tune me into foot tapping songs. Set these once broken bones to dancing. Don't look too close for blemishes and give me a clean bill of health. How many of you want that? Yes. God, make a fresh start in me and shape a Genesis week from the chaos of my life. Oh, I pray that prayer a lot. I love that prayer. God created Genesis week in me, in the chaos of my life. Don't throw me out with the trash or fail to breathe holiness in me. Bring me back from gray exile. Put a fresh wind in my sails. How many of you want that? Grab a hold of it today. God, give me a fresh wind in my sails today. Do we have the rest? Nope, okay. Well, oh, it says, give me a job teaching rebels your ways so that the lost can find their way home. That's what it's all about, amen? Amen. So how many of you know revival is here? Revival is here. I believe, personally, we're, we're living in the third great awakening. I believe that the, the things that God is about to do, we wouldn't even believe if we were told. The Bible says in the last days that God will pour out his spirit on all flesh, all flesh. I know Chris and I have been seeing this even with our kids as young as toddlers. We, that song we sing, Touch of Heaven, is so special to us because we worship to that as a family every week. And just toddlers, our toddlers, and I, and I know this with many of your kids as well, they're hungry for God's presence. I've never seen anything like it. It's amazing. God is pouring out his spirit on all flesh. And we have to get ready. We have to get ready. And so Chris and I have been talking, praying, dreaming. God, what are you saying to Capital Church? I've been going through the book of Revelation and 
reading through the letters. How many of you read the book of Revelation? I would encourage you, if you haven't, the Bible says you're blessed when you read it. I would read through that. But there's, he, there's letters that are written to the churches, the seven churches. And man, as pastors, it, that really, that gets me, right? I'm like, Holy Spirit, what would you say about our church? What would be written about Capital Church? Oh, let us be like the church of Philadelphia where it says you never forsook your first love. Let it be said of us. There's an, another church where, God, the hard words to hear, but he says, oh, that you've grown lukewarm. Oh, that you would just be cold so I could spit you out of my mouth, but you're neither hot nor cold. That, that scripture has challenged me. God, I wanna be hot. I wanna be on fire for you. Forgive me for being cold at times. Forgive me for being lukewarm. But the Holy Spirit, I believe, is preparing us for what is to come. I, there's only been one time in my life that I can pretty much confidently say that I was caught up in the Spirit, I guess. And it was like I was there, but I wasn't there. And God transported me to this like almost open vision. And I saw like the end time harvest. And it was powerful. I mean, it just shook me to my core. And I don't know that we're living in those days, but... I think we should live as though we are, amen? And so I remember I was on top of these waves and I just, it was like the waves that were going over the earth and it just felt like so much commotion and chaos that was coming over the earth. And all of a sudden I saw Jesus there on the waves and just my heart was just full of so much peace, so much joy in the midst of so much going on on the earth. I just felt such a peace that I've never felt before in my life. And I just remember saying to Jesus in that, in that moment, you're not shaken by any of this. You're not shaken by any of it. And it hit me so strong that God is above it all. He is above it all. And he even laughs at the nations and those that would mock God or think that they've, you know, think about how well this has been going on since all the way from the beginning of time, the Tower of Babel, right? People, you have people who think that they can be God. And God looks at them, Psalm 2, and says, and he laughs at their plans. He laughs at their attempts. And that's the feeling I got in that vision was, God, I can sometimes get overwhelmed by it, but God, you're never overwhelmed by it. You're not worried at all. And all of a sudden, he said, daughter, look over there. And I saw... I wasn't even planning on sharing this, but hopefully this is what the Holy Spirit wanted me to do. But I, he said, look over there. And I saw what I interpreted as kind of the last, the end time army of God. And he said, what do you see? And I said, I see, I see joy. I see peace. I see a fearlessness. And I saw the army of God. They too were not shaken by any of it. They were full of God's spirit, full of God's authority and power. And all of a sudden the waves as they were rolling over the earth, I began to see this army casting their nets down below. And they were telling the people, come up higher, come up higher. And, all, and the harvest was so ripe for picking. People were willingly coming up. And I believe that's a time that we are living in. I believe the harvest is plentiful. 
I believe the harvest is ripe for picking. How many of you know when the darkness is dark, the light shines even brighter? And I believe we're living in a time where there's so much hopelessness, there's so much despair, there's so much darkness, there's so much corruption that people are looking for the light. And it's gonna be easy to pluck the harvest, amen? So that's my prayer for today. And Chris and I, as we've been asking the Holy Spirit, what is your dream for Capital Church? There's so many dreams that he has, but I believe one of them is that we would have a heart for the lost, have a heart for the broken. And I've been felt, I've felt challenged by the Holy Spirit, sometimes rebuked by the Holy Spirit for not having that heart beat in me as strong as it should. And, you know, sometimes I'm obedient to the call of God to talk to that person. Sometimes I'm not. Can we just be honest? Am I, wave at me if you say, yeah, I can relate to that. But I've been asking the Holy Spirit, God, put your heart in me that everywhere I go, I can't help but share the good news with those that are hurting and broken and lost because we don't know when Jesus is coming back. Could be a thousand years, it could be tomorrow. But the Bible says that we are called to share the good news with those that are hurting and broken. You see, so often we think of our relationship with Jesus as such a personal thing, and it is very personal, but it's so much bigger than that. We've been given a mission to complete, and God is, has commissioned this church to be the light, a city set on a hill in the midst of the darkness. We have been called, you have been born in Idaho for such a time as this. God has added you to this church for such a time as this. It says those that are planted in the house of God will flourish and thrive. So you have been planted in this house for such a time as this. And we have been given a mission to fulfill. There are people all over our cities that are hurting and broken and lost and wandering. And we have the answer that they need. Amen. So my prayer for today is that God would deposit a fresh love for people in us like never before. Our sign says on the outside, Jesus for the people. How many of you have seen the new movie, Jesus Revolution? Wave at me if you've seen it. Almost, almost everybody in here. If you haven't seen it, I would really encourage you to go see it. It was powerful, but I love it. It's And I remember when uh, Chris, I think it was seven years ago, maybe, God reminded Chris that that's our roots. Pastor Ken and Connie were born in that, or born, <laughs> yeah, you were born, born again <laughs> in the Jesus people movement. And that's our roots. We are Jesus for the people. And so I'm praying today that the Holy Spirit would just do something fresh and new inside of us. But before we get there, there's two other things that I wanna pray for us this morning out of starting in verse 10. I just have three points and then we're just gonna I'm going to give you a chance to respond to this. Amen. So the first thing is, God, would you create in us a clean, a brand new heart that is pleasing to you? Create in us, God. He's a creator. It's what he does. He creates. And I pray this almost every day, God, would you create in me a new heart? I trade my wicked heart for the heart of Jesus. I want your heart to be in me. I want, I want to have a pure heart. It says in Matthew 5, 8, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. So that scripture challenges me because it implies that without a pure heart, we can't see him. I don't know about you, but I want to see him. I want to see him clearly. 
And so I pray all the time, God, would you give me a pure heart that I can see you? First John 1, 9 says this, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So this means every day we ask the Holy Spirit to search our hearts. Psalm 139 says, search me, O God, and know me. See if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So every single day, how many of you know, if, you, if you're following Jesus closely, probably every single day you have, you need a, a little rebuke from the Holy Spirit, right? I don't know about you, but the more I walk with Jesus, the more rebuked I seem to get. Because, we, because none of us are perfect, not one, but he is the perfect one. And as we walk with Jesus, we become more and more sensitive to that which hurts him. And so we, if, if we, every single day we come and we let the Lord examine our hearts and search us, and then we confess our sin to him. He's faithful. He's faithful to forgive. If we are faithful to confess, he is faithful to forgive. Second Chronicles 7.14 says, if my people, say that, say my people, turn your neighbor, say that's you. If my people who are called by my name, just, doesn't that just, gosh, I just want to stop right there. My people who are called by my name, think of it. We are his people. He calls us his people. We are called by his name. If we would just humble ourselves and pray and seek his face and turn from our wicked ways. That's where repentance is. We teach our kids. It's a turning away. It's a complete 180, turning away from our wicked ways. Then he says, his promise is, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive your sin and I will heal your land. I would encourage you to do this, not just for yourself, but do this for our nation. Do this as the Holy Spirit puts on your heart. God, would you forgive us? Would you forgive us our sins, God? Even forgive our wicked leaders, those who go against your ways, oh God. We, we, God hears the cries of his people and he will forgive and he will heal our land. Proverbs 28, 13 says, whoever conceals the transgress transgressions will not prosper but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. So if we try to conceal a thing, we will not prosper. And I'm gonna give opportunity at the end of the thing. Maybe some of you, you feel like you're not prospering. You're like, God, why? Maybe there's something that the Holy Spirit wants you to confess this morning. And as you do that, he says, you will obtain mercy. Oh, this is not a call to judgment. He, how many of you know a, 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 the correction from the Holy Spirit always edifies you? It, it's encouraging. It, it makes you want to do better. It's not full of condemnation and judgment, but he is a good father who corrects us and rebukes us at times. And it always is in his love. And if we would just respond and we would say, God, forgive me. He will forgive us and you will obtain mercy. The Bible says his mercies are brand new today. So be encouraged. His mercy is new today. And this is your day to receive his forgiveness. Amen. The second thing that I want to pray for our church is, is starting in verse 11 and 12. But it's, I want to pray this, that God would make us a clean and empty vessel to be filled completely with his spirit that God would remove the mixture. Amen. 
God wants to remove the mixture. So he doesn't just want us to have clean hearts, but he wants us to be clean vessels that he can use. I'm trying to find this text on here. I might not be able to find it, but, um, and so he wants us to be a vessel of honor. I wanna read this text in 2 Timothy 2.20. And it says this, now in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honorable use, some for dishonorable. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house and ready for every good work. Therefore, flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace. Along with those who call on the Lord, there it is, from a pure heart. Have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies. You know that they breed quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth, and they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. This is God's desire for you, that you would be a clean vessel without mixture. I've been saving glass jars lately rather than throwing them in recycling. I'm like, you know, saving the jar like of spaghetti sauce, taking the peel, whatever the label off and storing it away. And I was just thinking about this in prayer that if I were to leave a little bit of that sauce or whatever it is in the jar and put it in my cupboard and then went to use that again, it would be gross. Like nobody would want to drink from that vessel. Nobody would want to use it. And I was thinking, and the Holy Spirit said, this is what I want with you. I want you to be a clean vessel that's empty. As John the Baptist says, I must decrease. He must increase. God wants to empty us of ourselves, our flesh, and he wants to fill us with his spirit. Amen. So that we can be poured out for the sake of others. In Ephesians 4.30, it says this, don't grieve God. Don't break his heart. His Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you is the most intimate part of your life, making you fit for himself. Don't take such a gift for granted. And if you'll give me just one second, I'm so sorry, but I really feel the Holy Spirit wants me to read, the, read a little bit more with that. Can you give me one second? I lost it on my phone. Okay, I think I found it. Okay, I really felt the Holy Spirit wanted us to pause on this. That whole scripture reads like this, and it's titled, The Old Way Has to Go. And so I insist, and God backs me up on this, that there be no going along with the crowd, the empty-headed, mindless crowd. They've refused for so long to deal with God that they've lost touch not only with God, but with reality itself. They can't think straight anymore. Feeling no pain, they let themselves go in sexual obsession addicted to every sort of perversion, but that's no life for you. You learned Christ. My assumption is that you have paid careful attention to him, been, been well instructed in the truth, precisely as we have it in Jesus. Since then, we do not have the excuse of ignorance. 
everything, and I do mean everything, connected with that old way of life has to go. It's rotten through and through. Get rid of it. And then take on an entirely new way of life, a God-fashioned life, a life renewed from the inside and working itself into, into your conduct as God accurately reproduces his character in you. What's, what this adds up to then is this, no more lies, no more pretense. Tell your neighbor the truth. In Christ's body, we are all connected to each other after all. When you lie to others, you end up lying to yourself. Go ahead and be angry. You do well to be angry, but don't use your anger as fuel for revenge. And don't stay angry. Don't go to bed angry. Don't give the devil that kind of foothold in your life. Did you used to make ends meet by stealing? Well, no more. Get an honest job so that you can help others who can't work. Watch the way you talk. Let nothing foul or dirty come out of your mouth. Say only what helps each word a gift. Again, do not grieve God. Don't break his heart. His Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you is the most, most intimate part of your life, making you fit for himself. Don't take such a gift for granted. Make a clean break with all cutting, backbiting, and profane talk. Be gentle with one another, sensitive. Forgive one another as quickly and thoroughly as God in Christ forgave you. I know that was long, but amen. The old way has to go. There can't be any mixture when it comes to the Holy Spirit inside of us. So I believe today that the Holy Spirit, there's some things that the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us about. God, what is an area in my life that I'm not letting go of? Maybe you've, you love Jesus, you've been serving him for a long time, but perhaps there's an area of your life that you have not surrendered to him. Today is your day. I believe this so strongly that there are areas in each of our lives the Holy Spirit is asking us to surrender. There are idols in our life, things that we've put before God. There's excuses that we've made saying, well, I'm, I'm a pretty good Christian. I love God, but God is asking us to go deeper. God is asking us to give him every single area of our life. Amen. So I'm going to give a chance in a little bit, but we're going to respond to that and say, Holy Spirit, is there any mixture in me that you want to deal with today? Amen. Amen. Ephesians 5.18, don't get me mad at me. No, I'm just reading the word. It says, do not get drunk with wine for that is debauchery, but be filled with the spirit. This is God's desire for us that we would be filled, not with the things of this world, but be filled with the spirit. Amen. Romans 15.13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. We prayed that earlier, that God wants to fill you with his spirit, that you will abound in hope. Amen. And lastly, point number three out of our text today, pour me out for the sake of others, Lord, and set me on mission. Why do we need to have a clean heart? And why does God need to make us a clean vessel so that he can use us to reach others? God's heart for the lost, I believe he wants to deposit fresh in us today. This is how the world, let me read the scripture, John 13, 34 says this, let me give you a new command, love one another. In the same way I loved you, you love one another. This is how everyone, say everyone, 
everyone will recognize that you are my disciples when they see the love that you have for each other. I don't know about you, but that challenges me. Can you ask yourself right now, does everyone in my life recognize me as a follower of Jesus? Yikes, right? I think probably not one of us could stand, right? We all have those days maybe where we feel like, gosh, I really didn't, I didn't represent Christ there. But the Bible says that this is how the world will know you are my disciples, that you love one another, that we abide in his love. And as we abide in his love, we are able to love others. We love because he first loved us, amen? And this is God's heart for all of humanity. It says in John 3, 16, I'm gonna read it in the message because I love this translation. It says, this is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his one and only son. And this is why, so that no one need be destroyed. Think of the heart of the father. He doesn't want one to be destroyed, but by believing in him, anyone can have a whole and lasting life. God didn't go to all the trouble of sending his son merely to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. He came to help to put the world right again. This is God's heart for all of humanity. I think I said it earlier, but we are Jesus for the people. Not some people, not most people, not a certain group of people, but Jesus is for the people, all people. And if, if that slogan's gonna be on our building, it better be on our hearts. It better be written on our hearts that we live out the mission of this church that we believe Jesus is for the people. God, forgive us if it's written on our building, but it's not written on our hearts. Forgive us, God, if we, if we proclaim this on a Sunday, but we're too busy on a Monday. We walk past people on a Tuesday. We're worried about people, what people will think on a Wednesday. We don't wanna be inconvenienced on Thursday. On Friday, this is me time. I don't wanna be bothered. And on Saturday, we just, we're just in too much of a hurry. God, forgive us. We all do it. And I've been praying, asking the Holy Spirit, God, I wanna be a vessel that you can pour yourself out of, not just on a Sunday, not just at a prayer meeting. Can I tell you, revival is so much more than prayer meetings and services, and it is that, and we love that, but revival is defined by a Sunday, a Monday, a Tuesday, a Wednesday, a Thursday, a Friday, a Saturday. This is what revival is. It's not just coming together in a church building where the presence of God is here and it's powerful, and we love that, but it, revival is shown because by on a Monday, we actually feel compelled to go and tell people the good news. On Tuesday, we're talking to other moms at the park and we're saying, there's a hope for you. There's, there's salvation for you. And I've been asking the Holy Spirit to do this in me. And, and it's been amazing how my heart, as you ask for that, your heart just breaks for people like never before. And God desires to use you. And I've been challenged by this thought. And I, I hope it will challenge you. A lot of times we think about life from our perspective. You know, we think God brings someone into our life and we choose to step out of faith and, and we talk to them and maybe it wasn't perfect, but we're being used of God. But I want you to think of it this way. I've been praying this, God, I wanna be someone that you can trust. I wanna be someone that you say, that's my daughter. I know I can trust her. I 
I see my other daughter over there who's really going through it. And she needs, she needs to know my love. So I'm gonna have her cross paths with her because I can trust her. I know that she'll, she'll share my hope with them, my love with them. And I've been praying, God, I wanna be someone that you can trust, that you know I can use her. She's a clean vessel. There's no mixture in her. And, and I'll confess, I'll be the first to confess, there's some days I'm obedient and some days I'm not. Can I just break that spirit of, of fear in this place and say, sometimes we worry way too much what people will think. Sometimes we worry way too much about being cool. I am so done with being cool, who cares? I don't see any scripture in the Bible that says be cool as Jesus is cool. I don't even know where that came from, but that must be the Holy Spirit. I, I am so done with being cool. I don't care anymore because I'm telling you, the Bible says that if we, if we are not, the, or I, I'm, I'm messing up the scripture, but if we will not acknowledge him before men, he will, not, he will not acknowledge us before the angels of God. Think of that scripture. I wanna be someone who, Maybe, you know what? Maybe I'll look like a fool. I told Jesus yesterday in my prayer, I'm like, I'll be a fool for you, God. I'll be a fool for you, I don't care. Maybe I step out and it just feels like foolish. Like, what was that? I would so rather do that. And I don't even think God's gonna let you be a fool, okay? If you step out, God's gonna use you. But I would so rather do that than miss out on an opportunity. Can I just share one story with you? And this is in no way a, a story of, to glorify me. This is to glorify the Holy Spirit because I've been praying this and I've been asking the Holy Spirit, use me wherever I go. And I was at Target recently and there was someone behind me and the Holy Spirit spoke so clear, clearly to me, pay for all her stuff. And for a second I thought, God, that's weird. Like, I don't want to insult her or like, I don't know. And I just said, okay. I'm doing it. And I, I told the, the checkout lady, I'm just gonna pay for all that. And then I went over to her and she's kind of had this confused look on her face. And I said, I just felt like God wanted me to do that for you. And she broke down into tears and she started crying and she shared with me her story. <sighs> See, I had no idea. I had no idea what she had been going through. I had no idea. And she began to tell me how she had just come to Target because she just didn't know what else to do. And she was just kind of mindlessly shopping, trying to get her mind off of her son who was at that time dying in a hospital. And she said, I just came here trying to get my mind off of things. And I just began to cry, feel overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit. I'm like, oh God, what if I had missed that? And I just began to, I put my arms around her and I said, God loves you so much. He, he loves you so much. He just put, he told me to do that for you. That's how much he cares for you. And he wants to, he, he's gonna heal your son. And I just began to pray with her and just hug her and pray God's healing over her son. And, and the Holy Spirit just came right there in Target. And, and, I, and I, the, the thought that shuddered me was like, God, what if I had not obeyed that? God, God would, I don't want you to have to send someone else. I want you to be able to trust me to do the job. And there's been so many other amazing moments like that. And though I'm so thankful, I'm like, God, how many have I missed? How many have I missed? And my prayer for Capital Church is that we would truly be Jesus for the people. 
That's what revival is all about. I'm telling you, we will have every prayer meeting and worship meeting that the Holy Spirit tells us to have. I am all about that. But it's not just that. It is not just that. Our hearts must be broken at Target, at Starbucks, at the park, in our workplace, with our family, wherever it is, that's what revival is. God reviving us. I love what my husband said, it's bringing us back to what's normal. We think of revival as this hyper-spiritual thing and it's actually God just saying, I'm bringing you back to what's really important. It's bringing us back to the basics, what really matters. And what matters to God is people. That's what matters to God. But for us to be really used, God, search our hearts. Make us clean vessels that you can use. I'm gonna have the worship team come back up and I just wanna give us an opportunity to respond to this this morning. I really believe that there are many in here who need to respond to this word. There are many in here who, if you will take, just if you will just respond in faith and say, yes, I feel Holy Spirit, you tugging on my heart. I realize there's an area in my life I need to confess. I realize there's some mixture in my life and I've been, there's some areas in my life I haven't fully surrendered to you. I believe as we do that, God's gonna deposit in us a fresh heart for people like never before. My dream for Capital Church is not just that this room would be packed out, but that we would be impacting our city, that we would truly be impacting our city, that we would be, uh, be, be hope for the hurting, that we would bring joy to the sad, that we would bring healing to the broken. And it's not just in this room, it's all of our lives, everywhere we go. It's every, and you cannot do it alone, you can't. This is why every day we have to come to the Holy Spirit and say, search me, oh God. Search me, oh God, cleanse my heart, oh God. Make me a clean vessel of honor that you can use. And as we do that every single day, watch how God will use you. I want our, the reputation in our city to be like, not, wow, have you heard what's happening in, in the sanctuary? Yes, let it be that too. But I want, it, I want it to be said of Capital Church, wow, have you seen their heart for the lost? Have you seen how they reach out to the broken? Have you seen how they feed the hungry? Have you seen how they clothe those who are poor? This is, this is revival. This is revival that we would truly be moved to action and mission. As we come in this place, the power of God will be poured out. And I am all about that. But if we, if we leave this place and we forget what's written on our, on our building and we don't have Jesus for the people written on our hearts, oh God, forgive us. What will be said, what will be said of us in the letter to the churches? Will God say, Capital Church, well done. Well done, Capital Church. You didn't lose your first love and you shared your first love with everyone I brought in your path. Let that be said of us. Let your dreams for Capital Church be fulfilled, Jesus. I want you to go ahead and stand this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to sing this song that I just love this song and it just kind of wraps up everything that I shared this morning.
But before we sing this song, I want to give an opportunity for you to respond. I just think sometimes we need to put action. Faith without works is dead. We need to take a step of faith and respond. Say, God, I'm, I'm responding to what you are speaking to me this morning. If you're in this room and you say, there are some things that I need to confess. The Holy Spirit is speaking to me. There's an area I need to lay it at the feet of Jesus and be faithful to confess it. And he will be faithful and just to forgive it. Don't leave this place if the Holy Spirit is speaking to you without doing it. And if you also say, I realized this morning there's a mixture in me and I wanna be a clean vessel. I don't wanna be holding on to any of the old ways of life. Maybe there's just a certain area. I haven't fully surrendered to you, Jesus. And today is my day. I'm, la- I'm giving it all to you. Not 90%, not even 99%, but 100%. I am 100% in this morning. And I give you the keys to my heart. And I'll let you search me. And I surrender every single part of who I am. As they begin to sing this morning, I want you to come forward in response. I believe there are many in here that need to respond. I'm not manipulating if the Holy Spirit is not speaking to you, then you don't need to respond to this. But if the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, as they begin to sing the song, I want you to come forward. And then we're gonna pray over you this morning. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to give towards this ministry, learn more about our church and events, or are in need of prayer, please visit capitalchurch.co.